0: Hey lurid listeners, would you like a free audiobook? Follow us on Twitter at the KMQ. Then tag us in a tweet. Tell us which KMQ episode is your favorite, and we'll send you the audiobook of your choice from our Audible Library. But you better hurry. Lots of titles are going fast.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Eroticism is important.
0: It influences and energizes our entire human experience. You don't say. Eroticism isn't sex, though. It's sexuality transformed by our imaginations. We encourage you, lurid listeners, to cultivate eroticism, to play with it, smack it, and rub it down. Mm. We want you to enjoy yourselves, your partners, and your sexuality You are entitled to your sexual self.
1: I'm literally doing that. He's air-humping right now. I'm right now doing that.
0: (laughs) Big Daddy's air-humping. Oh, my God.
1: This show is for adults only and contains erotic stories that sometimes feature provocative characters and intense themes and situations, spanning many literary genres, including action adventure, science fiction, romance, horror, fantasy, paranormal. Please... You guys, listen responsibly.
0: Hey, hey, Lurid listeners. Welcome back to the Kiss Me Quick's Erotica podcast. This is your host, Rose Caraway, And joining me in studio, presently air humping, is Big Daddy, Dave Caraway. <laughs> Say hey, Big Daddy.
1: That's going to be my new shoe from Nike. Air humper. Air- Air humps.
0: That would be awesome. Patent it
1: now. <laughs> the Dave Caraway the Caraway Experience Ooh, air humps.
0: For him and her. That's right. <laughs> or they, whatever. If you want high or low. <laughs> As you please. That's right.
1: There's a pumping mechanism in the heel, so every time you sort of thrust your hips forward it and back. It takes
0: all effort out.
1: The Nike Air Humps. Nine hundred and thirty-eight dollars. Oh
0: gosh, no. <laughs> All right. Well, what do we have? What's going on today?
1: Well, we have a bartering system.
0: We have a bartering system. Today's story on the KMQ is titled Hard Art, and it's written by Jap Bokestein. He is a really good writer. This story A was,
1: Dutch writer.
0: He's a he's a Dutch fellow, and he um, his story was in immediately it's great when you get those stories like the first first line you're like oh yeah I'm in yeah Uh, this is one of those it's friggin hot Uh, it's a hot bidding war (laughs)
1: Mm
0: -hmm. yes yeah
1: you were Uh, talking about it the moment you read it yeah like you were like yeah no this was this one's good for me Mm -hmm. I'm into this
0: Uh, his I think his specialty is fantasy so sexy fantasy if you like that go to there
1: it's kind of our specialty too Mm
0: -hmm. yeah but like you know Conan style and what That's else. also That is. I know.
1: That's how you... That's your There's thing. no surprise
0: why I like him then. <laughs> that is, that's my cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> You're
1: all about the Conan style.
0: But before we get to our story, we've got, you know, some updates. You want to clue you in on... We've still got our call for submissions going on for our um, upcoming anthology that we would like to publish, Erotica for Men. We're getting tons and tons of submissions. So thank you to everybody. A couple of lured, well, more than a couple, of several lured listeners nice. sent in their stories. Nice. Um, you can go to stupidfishproductions.com to read the guidelines there. Uh, please do follow those guidelines. Yep. We're getting um, some people who are going, do I have to follow the word count limit? <laughs> Yes, you yeah. do. I would really, really, really appreciate it. Um, I have accepted a couple of stories that, that were a little shy, well, quite shy of the word count. And they will not have a priority whenever I'm reviewing stories. So you can submit You'll it, but them. don't sell yourself short, you know? Yeah. Well. Put the magnifying glass in on, magnifying glass on that scene and slow it down. Yeah. Extend it a little bit, you know. That's or what he just said. Or make
1: it hotter. And like crank it up to 11 and a half.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Answer the who, what, when, where, why, and how.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Let's see. I have, in case you want to write something and you're absolutely clueless like I've got so many ideas but I don't know which one to pull or I have no ideas and I I need help I'm doing on Twitter um, you can follow me I'm doing it from my Twitter at Rose Caraway. I'm doing plot bunnies and what plot bunnies are uh, the way I'm playing with them is through imagery and a little suggestive idea that might get mm-hmm. the flames going for that uh, inner writer to to maybe build a story from I mean they're hot Fun pictures, anyway. So at the very least,
1: you <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Um, I'm also going to start giving away some print books, um, you know, from anthologies that we've published next week. So go to my Twitter feed because I will be sharing it from there. But it will originate from our stupid fish Twitter handle. <laughs> um, and as a friendly reminder, create a alternate ego Twitter handle so that you can, you know, have a bunch of sexy stuff. Online stored away in a yeah. place that won't invade all your other stuff.
1: Exactly. Stuff. That's you won't have a sex toys <laughs> <laughs> <Big> t- <laughs> flowing through your uh, timeline. Yeah. yeah. Standing in line at the movies or whatever.
0: <laughs> I mean, you'll you'll feel the ding and know it's there and you'll be able to look forward to it. But yeah, <laughs> it won't be in all the midst of your ordinary stuff. Before we get to our story mm. how about i tell you about our latest audiobook here here the sexy librarian's dirty 30 volume 3 come inside Experience the breath, inspiration, and excitement of superb erotic storytelling. Browse my card catalog. Find the perfect story to suit your mood, with subjects tantalizingly indexed to whet your appetite. Lose yourself in these 30 risque adventures loaded with fabulous characters in provocative situations. Aphoristic and lively, these tales are perfect for a midday quickie or an evening kiss before bed. Do you have 20 minutes for a brazenly sexy jewelry heist? Or maybe take that once-in-a-lifetime cruise vacation and discover that mermaids really do exist. You can savor the heat rising in your cheeks as you confess your deepest desires to the town priest. Then finish off your evening with a run in Central Park, only to stumble upon a house made of gingerbread? The Sexy Librarian's Dirty 30, Volume 3, edited by Rose Carraway. Now available at Audible, Amazon, and iTunes. Hard Art Author, Jap Bokestein Narrator, Rose Carraway Category, Private Collections Subjects 1. Antiques 2. Negotiation 3. Bids, Counterbids 4. Lowballed Unlock the front door, open it, get the groceries in, get your bag in, close the door, lock the door, home. Esther dropped the groceries in the tiny kitchen. Later. It was only five o'clock, but it was November. The room was dark. Click the Art Deco vanity lamp of milk glass. Click the mermaid lamp, a Tiffany, above the piano. And click the bronze reading lamp, an Edgar Brandt found at a flea market. Her apartment wasn't a dark, empty place anymore. Now there was light and beauty. Yes, it was a small apartment, but it was not crowded. Every piece of furniture, every painting, and every book had been selected with the greatest care. This was her own treasure cave, her own little place where she could relax. This was home. Esther took off her shoes and returned to the kitchen to make tea. Sorting her groceries, getting her tea ready, Esther thought about her plans for the evening. She had to review a student's paper about German expressionism and early 20th century horror movies. She sighed. That could definitely wait a few days. A light dinner and maybe some reading? She didn't feel like reading tonight. Watch a movie? She still hadn't seen that one Garbo movie she bought a few weeks back. Maybe. T. Phone. With one swipe, she killed the architecture picture. Any messages? the usual stuff, and a message from Houseman's Antiques. Her pulse quickened. Hi, Esther. I think I have found something you will love. If not, I still would like your opinion. If you're interested, I will see you sometime this week. You know where I am. Regards, Julius. Now, Esther knew what she would do tonight. She would fuck Houseman, or maybe he would fuck her. Anyway, there would be fucking. It took Esther 45 minutes to get there. The little street was cold, windy, and empty. Her coat was buttoned up all the way, but the cashmere didn't protect her legs. Like a dirty old man, the wind caressed her stockings with ice-cold fingers. She hurried over the uneven street cobbles. The window of the shop was as dark as all the others, but Hausman would be there. He practically lived in that shop. Esther rang the doorbell. And after 15 steady heartbeats, Hausman buzzed her in. He had gotten careful after a robbery a few years back. With experienced ease, Esther maneuvered through the overstocked, almost dark shop. The antique dealer would be in the back. Julius Hausman was shaking hands with a stunning blonde, very Eva Marie Saint. I'm sure you will enjoy this and please come back if you need anything else. Customer. Esther stepped aside when Hausman walked his client to the exit. One slightly graying Cary Grant. A short moment of eye contact. Good evening. The other woman didn't whisper, but her voice was like cigarette smoke in a George Hurrell photograph. Esther nodded. Good evening. The blonde walked on and Esther waited. She didn't look back. She heard Houseman turn on the light, unlock the door of the shop, say goodbye, then close the shop door. Houseman returned and smiled. A late client. Maybe I'll introduce you. Esther didn't take the bait. Good evening, Julius. You texted that you have something special. Do I? I think you will like this. The figurine was delicate. It was a young girl with a poodle on her shoulder and another chubby angel at her feet. The And the pooty, Esther thought. Houseman would get it and would like it, but she was not going to give him the satisfaction. She didn't do dirty jokes, only in her mind. French, she said. Auguste Moreau. Is it signed? At the base. Carefully, she checked, but she already could tell it was an Auguste Moreau. Houseman knew better than to try to unload a fake on her, but she checked anyway. Always check. How much do you want for her? Carefully, she put the figurine down. It would be lovely in the corner near the window of the living room. So, you're interested? You can have it for $1,500. And that's giving it away. These bronzes are really popular. The negotiations had started. He would try to fuck her over, and she would try to fuck him over. Those were the unwritten rules. Esther started unbuttoning her coat. She deliberately waited with her bid, until she had undone the very last button and Houseman could see what she was wearing under her coat. Five hundred dollars. He looked at her as though appraising a piece of art. The original 20s ivory silk chemise, the laced satin cami knickers, the black garters, not red, that was no color for a lady, her stockings and high heels, nothing authentic about those, but the effect was stunning, Esther knew. I like the pearls. It sounded like Houseman had a dry throat, $1,490. Of course, that was a ridiculous bid, but so was hers. The negotiations would be long. That's how they both preferred it. Got them on eBay, Japanese. She played with them for a moment. They were smooth and made tiny clicking sounds. Are we going to stand here all evening? Uh, No, please, he took her coat. His momentary confusion was a sign she had made an impact. Maybe she could get the Moreau cheaper than she'd thought. He gestured to the part of the shop where he kept the bigger pieces and the furniture. She walked in and took inventory. There was the Empire sofa they had used several times. The heavy French farmhouse table had gone. Too bad. Good memories. The Regency chair was still there, but it really was too fragile. In the corner, there was something new. Yes. Here. Esther pointed at the large Art Nouveau mantel mirror. It had a lovely gilded wooden frame with cut-out flowers and branches. In the top right corner, a dryad looked down. Not really Esther's style, but a beautiful piece nonetheless. The mirror stood against the wall, and Esther could see herself from top to toe. Her image admired her. Esther put her hands on the wall, left and right of the mirror, and then spread her legs, leaning a bit forward. $520. Ridiculous. Houseman put his hands on her legs, just under the black garters. Slowly, he moved his fingers upwards. Warm, strong fingers. Garters, stockings, her skin and thighs. She shivered and closed her eyes when his fingers moved upward again over satin and silk. He felt her up and ended with her breasts, which he caressed through the lace and silk. He found her hardening nipples, and he didn't stop there like too many men would. Very gently, his fingers danced over her still-covered breasts, almost tickling them. His body rested against hers. Subtle eau de cologne filled her nose. Man. $1,450, he whispered, against her ear. His face was a lot closer than she had realized. She opened her eyes again and saw him in the mirror. An expression of dreamy concentration was on his face. This was the first time they had ever used a mirror. Nice. Sexy. No. Esther sighed lazily, rubbing her ass against his groin. $530. In the mirror, his nostrils flared. Less gentle hands now. He pulled her knickers down and groped her flesh. He got down, and his lips, tongue, and teeth kissed, licked, and bit her ass, His hands moved upward again under her chemise. A new counter Of course, she refused. And down again his hands went. On his knees he tasted her from behind, the tip of his tongue almost penetrating her, moving slowly in circles, stimulating her lips. Ah, she cried. He continued circling, circling without mercy. $590. He stopped for a moment, Six hundred dollars! Oh, yes, please! His tongue still didn't move. Damn it, bastard! Six hundred and ten dollars! Do it! He unlocked her with the tip of his tongue. His warm, wet flesh tasted her. Esther moved her feet a little farther apart. His fingers massaged her thighs with the same slow rhythm of his mouth and tongue. Bid. counterbid, Bid. At this point, she had a disadvantage, and the price was running up fast. But Esther was patient. Her time would come. Oh, God, her time would come. She grunted. Julius Houseman knew his stuff. His tongue flicked in and out of the hot, wet spot between her legs. He nibbled her lips with his. Esther tried to suppress a shiver. It felt so good, but she couldn't let Julius know how good. Like he doesn't taste how well he's doing. She whispered her bids now, trying to stretch the time between them as long as possible, but not so long that Julius would actually stop. He countered her bids with higher numbers, diminishing the red-hot pleasure between her legs if her bids were too low. Bastard, 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 go on. He stroked her stockings as if he loved them. His hair got ruffled by her ass. Esther was sure he loved that too. Well, that makes two of us. Theirs was a purely physical, purely business arrangement. There was nothing between them except mutual lust. He used her lust against her, but Julius Hausman didn't control her. Oh, no, he did not. She knew what he wanted. She only had to bide her time and ride out his evil administrations. Once she had tried to compare his cunninglingus to the brush strokes of a master painter or the notes written by one of the great composers. But those analogies just didn't work. What he, they, did was just too vulgar, too villainous, from the Latin root villainus, meaning a farm servant, a commoner. Sex wasn't art, not delicate art anyway. It was wet and dirty, nasty and so fucking good. It was take and be taken, wild brushstrokes, coarse images, pornographic sounds. Esther ground her pelvis against the antique dealer's face, leaning as far back as she dared on her heels. Deeper, deeper. It cost her fifty, but he obliged. His tongue reached that one spot and stayed right there, the tip of his tongue wriggling quickly. Oh, fuck yes! It cost her another fifty, but he continued, seemingly caught up as much by her lust as his greed. No more breaks. Full throttle now, Shh! she hissed, not cursing. Esther's fingers rested on the delicate carvings of the Art Nouveau mirror, but she didn't dare hold on to it, fearing pulling the antique from the wall. She staggered, only held up by Julius. The hot flood inside her exploded and drenched her, costing her yet another fifty. But it was fucking worth it. Fucking worth it. With a wet grin, Julius Hausman rose to his feet. He had given her pleasure and driven up her bids considerably. But now he wanted. He wanted. Esther knew what he wanted. She looked in the mirror, blinking a little sweat from her eyes. Now it was her turn. She watched the antique dealer unzip his pants and take out his dick. He was not very thick, but he was pretty long. Long enough, anyway. Panting, Esther leaned forward, almost horizontal, offering herself her breasts dangling in the loose chemise. The flimsy fabric teased her sensitive nipples. $1,390, he suggested, entering her carefully from behind. It was nice, the way she liked it. He started moving, as did she. Flesh against flesh, flesh in flesh, hot blood, hot bodies, a new round of bids and counterbids. He worked her, she worked him. Sweat and moans, but now she had the advantage. He wanted her, wanted her so bad. I'm going to fuck that tight wet pussy. Fuck you until you beg for mercy, he said. He wanted to come, but he did not want to lose money. This she knew. He kept banging her, groping her, kissing her, and trying to please her until she surrendered. It was not going to happen. Not with his dick, no matter what. All she had to do was to hold out while the price dropped and dropped. It wasn't easy, though. They had fucked many times before. He knew what she liked, and he used it. But so did she. And in this phase of the negotiations, his need was always bigger than hers. He pulled her hair, grabbed her throat, and pushed deeper and deeper. There was no love in it. Absolutely none. But neither of them cared. Neither wanted love, this was business. Julius pounded into her, losing more of his self-control with every thrust. I want to finish, I want to finish, I want to finish. His movements seemed to call out, like some old-fashioned steam train. The sound of wet flesh. Grunts from Julius. Oh, he wanted her. Back and forth, rubbing, pushing, and stimulating a million nerve endings. Esther blew a lost lock of hair from her eyes, her legs and arms shaking. She held on, directing Julius's energy. She'd had her pleasure. Now it was her turn to subjugate him. She low-balled him, dropping her bid, which got the reaction from Julius she was counting on. The antique dealer doubled his efforts behind her. Red-faced, squinting eyes, his mouth half open. Esther could see it all in the mirror. He wanted to conquer her with his deck. He never would. He called out a bid and she countered with a minuscule raise. Julius cursed, pushing in and out of her. Esther wriggled her ass, her mirror self looking her in the eyes. Her hair was sweaty, her mouth open. It was not very stylish, but Esther didn't fucking care. Only two things mattered. Getting the price down and keeping control of what was happening between her legs. Concentrate. Fucking concentrate, bitch. Get it down. The bids were coming together, more than a hundred difference, less now. $1,050, Julius cried, almost there. With all the power she could muster, Esther put her legs together, locking his penis inside her. Of course, he could get free. They were soaked, but he wouldn't come inside of her, not if she didn't allow him to. $1,020, she said, panting. Oh, God, fuck. Yes, it's a deal. Esther released the pressure. So did he. He came. She received. His hot flood filled her. It was not the warm ecstasy of her own pleasure, not true pleasure, but it was satisfying in its own way. Esther's true joy came from her victory. $1,020, a whopping deal for an Auguste Moreau original. Sweating and panting, they leaned against the mirror, his body against hers his head resting on her shoulder. Their joint breath fogged the glass. For a handful of moments, they were just two people. No deals, nothing to be gained or lost. Two people, gasping for air, feeling each other's heat, moisture and racing hearts. "'Julius,' Esther said after a while. She had made up her mind. Beauty was there to be enjoyed.' Can you get me in touch with that blonde woman, the one who was here earlier this evening? I'm sure I can arrange something, Houseman replied. Teasingly, he kissed her neck in an act of tenderness they both knew they would never really share. Tenderness was for lovers. I will set up a meeting for free on the house. Thanks. listeners we hope you guys enjoyed the show that was Hard Art by Jap Bokestine he is an excellent author and I do highly recommend him if you aren't following us on Twitter already you should do so right now so that you guys don't miss out on any of our book Giveaways. We'll be doing some print book giveaways Uh for all you readers out there, all you lurid readers out there.
1: Are you going international or what are we doing here?
0: No, it's going to just be for our U.S. lurid listeners only for now. Um,
1: It's expensive to ship a book to the UK or Australia. I know, yeah.
0: (laughs) I mean, I would love to, but it adds up so fast. Um, You can also subscribe to our newsletter at thekissmequicks.com and get our sexy episodes delivered right to your inbox. If you want more sexy stories and would like to support our show, go to Amazon, iTunes, or Audible and search Rose Carraway. Remember to leave us a sexy review so that more lurid listeners just like you can find us. Audio production by Big Daddy, Dave Carraway.
1: The KMQ would like to thank these wonderful musical artists. Nylor, Kai Ingle, and the KMQ introduction music by Vivich.
0: The Kiss Me Quick's Erotica Podcast is a Stupid Fish production and is brought to you by The Sexy Librarian's Dirty 30, Volume 3. Stupid Fish.
1: Tell me your deepest, darkest fantasy.
0: Saving the world.
1: That's not dark. Shh.
0: With like the last Starman type of male. Um, human or closely Alien. resembling. <laughs> <laughs> it could be, I don't know. And then, but it's only saved in body, but then I would have to repopulate, and so therefore it would be quite busy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> with, You'd be a breeding star
0: <laughs> Well, I mean like I'm a huge aliens fan and you know that moment you when you it. see that giant queen just with that fat fucking egg sac you're like damn I want to be her. But then it was hard cuz she like breaks off of it and you're like damn like okay never mind. <laughs> Scratch that. <laughs> but there is something to be the head of a colony, you know, like
1: how a queen. bees have it. You're the you want to be a queen. I, I do. <laughs> Just That's in. what you want. You want to be a queen bee, a queen I alien. Do.
0: I want my drones human. and then I will kick them out when I'm done with them. <laughs> Is that so bad? No. <laughs> there's plenty of drony men out there who are like, fuck yeah, use me, however. Chain me, bang me, leave me. Wow, for there's whoever. a story title if I ever heard one. <laughs> Maybe. God damn it. I don't have time to write that one. I have to write all these other ones. So
1: Chain me, bang
0: me. There it is. Chain me, bang me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Is that a searchable thing on like um, Pornhub?
1: What? Queening. Queening. Like in terms of. (laughs) Reading and making. um,
0: Not so. I mean, like not so aliens greedy, breaking off <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes.
0: well i know that there's like alien porn like that you know we've watched that the whole xenomorph <laughs> cartoony thing that was fun <laughs> Boy, I weird can't remember but that fun one. say what yeah yeah i think that there should have been a little more face hugger action with that but it was mostly i think it's just the xenomorph and some
1: Is this like a cartoon? Yucky,
0: yucky. Wow. Lucky chick. Yeah, it was somebody's, like, animation that they did that we found. Yeah.
1: Why can't I? Wait, how long ago was this?
0: Obviously, it's not your bag, baby. Apparently,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't have a queen thing.
0: <laughs> no, but <Well>, you do. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> you have the well, finest queen It has queen been decreed. Right you here. do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Says you're queen.
0: <laughs> God damn it! Why is it so hard for you to learn this lesson? <laughs> There is no other way. (laughs) (laughs) Or you'll be banished. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) m'lady. There we go.
1: That's how we end. Yes, m'lady.
0: All right.